The Those Guys with Ships Show is brought to you by Engine. Create your free community website at enjin.com. Attempt the second, gentle guys. Mm, I promise not to mess it up this time. Version oh, 2.0. Oh, please, no. We lost one on the table, but that will not keep us from our appointed rounds. Neither snow, nor rain, nor heat, nor gloom of night shall stay these couriers from the swift completion of their appointed rounds. Wow. Wow. Cytosaurus. Cytosaurus. Did you watch The Postman? I was going to say. Wasn't that The Postman? <laughs> close, close, close. <laughs> I, I was, was thinking maybe, maybe uh, Green Lantern, maybe? Close? I've, no, no, farther, farther. Getting colder, getting colder. What? Go back to Mark, Mark, Mark. I feel like it's getting warmer. Wasn't the postman? Wasn't that it? The one with uh, Kevin Costner and the futuristic well, post-apocalyptic postman? Movie? Actually, it's it's a real thing. It's a real thing in the real world. But you were very close with that. Oh, well, the postal service, probably. I'm assuming USPS, maybe. It is on the headquarters in Washington D.C. across the top of the building. Yeah. I still think uh, you should just quote it as the postman because it's so much so, so much more readily available for for sight so. sound. <laughs> Viewing pleasure? It was a good movie. The mail must go through, Gleep. The mail must go through. That's right. And I, I'm, I'm sitting on forever stamps, baby. So is episode 68 going to be kind of like the uh, 13th floor on a, on a hotel? Yep. It's the lost exactly. episode. <laughs> well, it's, it, was the, it was the 11th-first episode overall since, uh, since initial blast-off, uh, what, two, and eight, two years ago? Almost two well, years ago. Well, there you go. That's the problem. Yeah, and so um, it is the the eleventy first floor. We shall none shall ever disembark there. Well, so, shall we tell we, everyone what we did talk about? Well, that's what we're going to talk about tonight, actually, which so. is fantastic. It's, it's a, this is yes. a makeup episode. It's we'll like like a makeup homework round two, yeah. gentlemen. Round two, and we are those guys with ships, and this is episode sixty nine. In our, uh, I've got to redo the name or the uh, the numbering convention because. Um, that number doesn't well it means a lot of things to a lot of different people but it's not an accurate reflection of how often we've done this show so those guys with ship show our star citizen organization community podcast today is may 2nd 2946 uh before we get started on um our topic of conversation i did want to give a big shout out to um a new organization or a new corporation within the organization uh, there is a Those Guys with Ships Corporation in EVE Online now. Oh, very nice. Well, look at that. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Are we fancy now? We are. It has a ticker, too. You know, corporations have tickers. It is TGW5. Uh, so our buddy Vendus set it up, and uh, so far he and Johnny11 Bravo and I are the, uh, the only members, uh, which means that there's plenty of room in the hot tub for everyone. So come on in. The water's just fine. Um, I don't know what it is that prompted uh, Vendus and Johnny to ramp up uh, their Eve playing right about now, but they've both been playing off and on for years and years and years. Um, I, however, came to the game recently because of the news out of New Eden, which is the Eve universe. 
uh, of late. Uh, specifically, World War B, um, which I think is a great name for a war. Um, and we're going to be talking about it a little bit later in the show. But for now, suffice it to say, it is big, it is bad, it is the massive in MMO. Now, are you in-game, Gleep? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, so- I, I, had, um, I picked up a, a, a two-week two trial a couple of weeks ago and, um, and then pulled the trigger on a, a six-month subscription. Interesting. So is that, is that your game du jour at the moment? Is... Uh- Eve. Yeah, yeah, I think that's that's fair to say. I, you know what I, I like? It works. <laughs> it works, and it it talk about persistence. It has persistence in in spades. spades. Ooh, jinx! Or I, I was thinking of a, of, a, of an orifice I could have persistence coming oh, out of. Oh, oh my! That's uh, I'm, gonna Lord. I'm gonna stay away from that one. There's a cream for that. <laughs> so the last I prefer a balm. Either way works. <laughs> Soothing balm. The last time I played, you were able to create an actual avatar, but it would it could only stay in its hangar. There was like a like a an apartment that, and you could walk out onto a catwalk, and your ship would be in that hangar. Is that still the mm-hmm. case? Yeah, you you're, you you play the ship. Uh, yeah, no, yeah. no, 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 totally. Yeah, you've well, always last played time the I ship. Played, you didn't even have a face. I don't think. I don't oh, know, I, I think all you had was just the ship. Yeah, you have an avatar now, which I think it's really interesting because we're talking like they they created that avatar system uh, like a couple of years ago. And it's really surprising that they haven't done anything with it beyond just being able to walk around. It literally it's like, um, what was it? uh, PlayStation Home? Oh, my gosh. Yes. Yeah. It's 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 still like that then. Right. uh, Gleep. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, but they're, they're not they're actually, you know, as avatars go, not bad. No, the avatars are know? great, but they had talked about um, eventually allowing you to walk out into a like a space station commissary and, and being able to interact with other people, uh, where they were they were going to implement a full avatar system. And I don't know why they didn't continue developing that. Uh, it just it really kind of stalled. And then nothing really picked up on Eve again until Star Citizen started to get a buzz. And then all of a sudden, you started to see, like, you know, these new patches and these new flight mechanics and all this other stuff kind of come into play with Eve. So uh, it's just weird to me that they didn't really do anything with the Avatar system beyond that. It's interesting to note that there are a lot of games lately that are beginning to pick up on the space sim genre, the the Mm dogfighting aspect in particular. Of mm-hmm. note, as of as of recording of today, the uh, uh, Infinity Ward just released their trailer for uh, Modern Warfare. Uh, uh, I think it's Call uh, of Duty Infinity Infinite. War. Infinite yeah, Call of Duty Infinite. Infinite War. Something yeah, like that. Yeah. yeah. But uh, their big thing in the trailer is uh, space dogfight combat. Yeah. Well, everyone's seeing you know a hundred a hundred plus million dollars uh, that CIG has has been able to build. You know, over the last you know four years or so, and so now everyone wants to cash in on that. Right, sure. you've got Eve. Eve is now doing is implementing joystick right. support and doing yep. stuff yep. for that as well. Yeah, because Eve was well, yeah, always they, they, uh, like a ship, like uh, like your classic naval battle was always the way that from what it was I more remember, point click sort of thing, as I recall. Yes, it is. Yeah. Right, yeah. Is. right, right. Well, except they they just released for Oculus uh, Eve Valkyrie, which is a three or a, a VR uh, space dogfight. Yeah, right. I will right. I will admit that I was super curious and super interested in that, and then it turned out that uh, it was Oculus Rift supported only, mm-hmm. and my my interest in it waned pretty quickly because that's a six hundred dollar peripheral for a single game. I was like, no, nah, right. I'm yeah. good, no thanks. Yeah. Well, you got to be buying into the technology. Oh yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah. 
So anyway, um, yeah, I've got an, an EVE account, and we have an organization there. Um, we're mostly doing mining right now, mining, and I'm doing some transport. Uh, I would like to do uh, logistics, which um, is a, a sort of the healer role in um, in EVE. Uh, I, I, as we'll discuss uh, in a little while here, um, I definitely I want to see some of these battles because these, these battles are enormous, um, you know, thousands and thousands of ships all in the same place. And stuff just going splody splode all over. So, um, you know, as a medical professional, you know, which I do play in game, um, I see this as an opportunity to make huge amounts of money. So, looking forward to that. Cleaning up the debris field. The debris. Debris. Yes. yes. Debris. Everyone loves the debris. Yes. You have a girl named Debris. And uh, speaking of a griefer's paradise, and there's you know that, there's my Coolio reference for the for the week. Well done. Thank you, thank, thank you very much. Thank nice, you. nicely. Which I also understand uh, is another name for the dark zone in the division. Oh man, true story. Did you know that? True story. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, The Gleepster has come up with a continuum. Who? Oh no. The PGH continuum. Interesting. Trademark pending. Okay. Mm -hmm. All right. Lay it on us. What do you got here? PVP, griefing, harassment. I don't know why PvP would fall into the category of griefing and harassment. Well, it's a continuum. Well, it's, it's the continuum. It's, continuum. It's, at the, it's at the it's the the far end on uh, one side. Uh, it's like, the smiley face end. Yeah, I would sure. say I would say it's uh, it's a it's a graph or a continuum of conflict. Ooh, <laughs> I like mm. that. So continuum you've got PvP, which is standard. It's expected. It's 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 what you want to see in the game under the mechanic. And at the far end, you have harassment, which is also a form of conflict, but outside of game and uh, uh, invasive and, and not good. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And griefing straddles that gray line between the two. Mm-hmm. Well, I think it can. I think it can. I mean, I've, you know, uh, for the, the sake of conversation, I have created this continuum. Um, you are, it is open source continuum. You are free <laughs> to use it. I, I do ask that you that Is you, it also free range? Properly. Yeah, it's free range. No GMO? Okay, just making sure. <laughs> no, it's got lots of GMOs. Oh, okay. Oh, I love me some GMOs. I love me the GMOs. <laughs> Seedless watermelons for the win. Oh, yay. I mean, oh, the first time those seedless uh, uh, lavender grapes came out, oh, best thing ever. Science. And then on the end of my continuum, I'm also adding emergent gameplay. So, um, so let's talk about it. So, you know, uh, PvP. What, what, you know, what is it to you? I mean, I, I know that's a, sort of a dumb question, but you know, I think probably if you were to ask um, four different people, as we have here, uh, you might get you know four slightly different answers. Um, do you like it? Do you want it? Uh, should you be able to escape it if you don't want it? Um, and then uh, from there, uh, when does the legitimate PvP play turn into griefing? Um, so, uh, you know, just as, as a potential example, um, is all PvP within a PvE area griefing? Now, in, in EVE, there are high security areas where PvP is not prohibited, but the consequences of doing PvP in these high-sec areas is is pretty pretty vigorous and i think that we're going to expecting the same thing in star citizen too where if you in one of the high security areas you um attack another player unprovoked um that uh the um uh, the ai security is going to come down on you pretty fast and pretty hard so um but anyway um i'll open it up um you know guys what do you think oh sure well so i think pvp i would argue that uh, pvp really it 
on the lightest end of the spectrum, it involves a at least a tacit agreement on both parties in a two-party system, however many, however, whatever many parties are involved, that mm-hmm. uh, that a player-on-player interaction can happen, where one player has you know chance to harm the other player character. I suppose um, that can be in a situation where you just happen to be in a PvP permitted zone. All the way up to, I think, you know, where you both are in the zone. Thus, PvP is, you know, ta- you know, once again it has a tacit approval on both sides. All the way up to a a, a uh, an arena type style combat type of thing, be it a um, you know, like a Call of Duty, you know, multiplayer match or a, you know, World of Warcraft arena match or something on those lines, where you're, you know, where you're actually you're actively seeking out in groups to form these things to play in a in a mm-hmm. confined space. Um. I mean, I think, and then uh, you know, all the way to the you know, the griefing harassment. I think you know, really just falls into uh, where that where that tacit approval has been uh, either is missing is, is either yeah is either missing or um, is the point where the other person no longer where a party no longer has the uh, the ability to disengage from the conflict. If that makes okay. sense. After, yeah, I see that. Yeah, so at that, that makes, point, that makes sense. Yeah, at that point, they're no longer, uh, you know, their 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 tacit approval is no longer given. Is no longer a given the thing. They may be trying to get away. They simply cannot get away. Mm-hmm. And I would say it, it, some game mechanics allow for this, but games that don't necessarily that it's not intended. Um, spawn capping is a good example of when yeah. PvP yeah. turns to uh, griefing. Uh, going back like to Star Wars Galaxies days, uh, I would remember you know going to Naboo uh, and going into in, in any of the cities, and there'd be a huge uh, conflict. You know, the rebellion and the Imperials would be fighting. Uh, and that was always a lot of fun, and I always really enjoyed that. And it was one of those things where you could, the people that were engaged in PvP were flagged, and you could just kind of stand by the sidelines. As long as you weren't flagged, you wouldn't be involved in the combat. But as soon as you uh, attacked someone, then you would be flagged, and you'd be part of the PvP uh, event or, or whatever PvP was happening at the time. And, you know, those were always a lot of fun, and there was always a lot of strategy. You were always kind of, you know, running around, running in between buildings, trying to do the best you could. And I, I love that aspect of PvP. I also love arena combat. Um, I loved it in um, in uh, the Old Republic Online. I loved it in World of Warcraft. Um, I love it in Star Citizen. Uh, but f- when that turns to griefing, a good example is in Star Wars Galaxies, when one side would overpower the other side, what they would end up doing is they would end up just spawn uh, camping at mm-hmm. the um, at the regeneration stations, you know, um, at the cloning stations, and basically you would clone, and as soon as you wouldn't really even round the corner, and you already had damage stats on you, um, damage multipliers on you, and they would just basically stand there and kill you and kill you and kill you, and there was really nowhere else you could go. You couldn't um, spawn in a different location, and so it, it ends up going from a friendly game of combat or, or player versus player to, okay, now you're just rubbing it in. and Well, they're not giving you a chance to get back into the game. Right. When you don't have I, the opportunity to get back into the fight, uh, when the playing field's not leveled, it, that can turn to griefing. I think context is a big, important thing here. Um, uh, I've had several experiences where, for one, where PvP and a PvE environment is tacitly expected that my game du jour at the moment is War Thunder. I've been playing a lot of that. I've been noticing my Steam uh, icons. Um, 
And in all of the War Thunder matches that I play, it's an arena-style combat where you have two sides of opposing aircraft fighting each other, but there are AI ground forces that you are also encouraged to destroy. So you have a built-in PvE scenario where you're attacking ground targets in the middle of a PvP environment. And you see some of that in Star Citizen as well. Like, you know, you'll attack some pirates and someone may jump into the system that you're in and they're attacking you. And now you have a PvE scenario that has morphed into PvP. But the context is that there has been an agreement that that's expected. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and to your point about uh, spawn camping, anyone who remembers playing Planetside 2 in some of the earlier days of TGWS mm-hmm. will remember that, you know, if, if an opposing side was assaulting a base that you were in, eventually they would get so close to the base that it would, for a short while, end up with the spawn camping scenario, where you everyone would be stuck inside the warp gate, and they would try and run out, they'd get killed over and over and over again, until that base's faction control switched, and then the the, the, the battle lines moved backwards to the next zone. But you had well, a... So sin- at, that, at that point, spawn camping is almost a valid tactical... Um, right, well, the point is, is that... Tactic. <laughs> the the context is of and the expectation of that game right. made sense because people expected when you fall back to the space the enemy forces get up to there you will get spawn camped because that's part of the way that base capture mechanic works mm-hmm. and that context mm-hmm. I think is so key in this sort of thing that you can have PvP in a PvE environment but if it's expected in the way that the game is going to happen or you can have spawn camping happening but if it's expected behavior then that's considered okay it's an environment where those actions happen and they're not expected or it's not considered part of the tacit agreement for where you are or what game you're playing that it, it falls into a realm of griefing, I think. Okay, well, so now use, using spawn camping and um, uh, the arena uh, situations we've been describing, is there a way that that could turn into griefing? Or not griefing, but into harassment? I Again, I think it matters on... on how much part of it is with harassment is it becomes it becomes you go from uh griefing becomes from targeting maybe a group of people or or a a single individual and and causing a little trouble to targeted persistent attacks Mm -hmm. so i may be flying in my little my little uh fighter and i take out a couple ground targets and some guy finds me and he kills me and all right respawn to the next fighter but instead of him moving on to find someone else mm-hmm. he, fl- he he targets me and flies directly to where I am and immediately starts attacking me and then for the rest of the round this becomes a repeated scenario we have gone from griefing to harassment I feel like where I am now singled out as a target Okay. so if I, if I wait for your steam icon to light up and say that you're going into planet side and then I log in and come find you so right. That would that's it's that, targeted activity. Yeah, that would that would I would think bore more on the griefing is more of a single incident type of thing. I think or not a single a single maybe play session or single round or something on those lines where you're mm-hmm. you just go in there. You maybe you know I think a griefing type of thing is it, I think a griefing would be more in the case of what you're you're describing, Ace, in terms of just mm. you know it's it's a single round. You guys are going. He continually comes back and tries to kill you. Maybe teabag happening. Is maybe happening. yeah. Maybe <laughs> maybe he's kneeling in front of your face. I love How, tea. However, however that happens. A little hard to. to Teabag in an airplane. I'm sure, sure it's been we'll done. We'll go with it. I'm sure. Yeah, it's been I'm done. sure. I'm sure it's been done. Did you guys not notice it's a mail plane? Club. Let's <laughs> see the two little balls. Oh, three amigos. <laughs> Is that like <laughs> truck nuts? Oh, three amigos. Anyway, I want, I want truck nuts for my. Uh, Who doesn't? Who doesn't? Um, but anyway, so 
you know, when it's in a single play session or in a single area or within a, you know, usually the, usually a griefing incident happens within, you know, a space of, you know, a single play session, only a single portion of a play session. I think harassment you, using- falls in the case of something actually with what Gleep just described. Now you're waiting. Let's say this guy killed you in this round. Then let's say he, he happened to find you on Steam friended you under a different alias and you didn't even know who he was or f- just is looking at, at, at friends of your friends so he doesn't even have to friend you or something like that you know when your steam profile finds you immediately goes in there and does the same thing for a week mm-hmm. right at this it's, point uh, you know at this point it's it's more of a meta thing it's outside of that single yeah. incident now we're talking about a like you said a persistent concerted effort to really ruin your yeah. day you know what I mean there's, there's, there's a definitely a fine line between PvP emerging gameplay and griefing, but there is a line that is crossed when you go into harassment. Agreed. And I think that would even mm-hmm. be considered a light harass. I mean, that, that's even the lighter side of harassment. I mean, it can go all anywhere from. Right, it's not even involving stuff like Twitter or right, some Facebook real world stalking stuff, or exactly. some more, Yeah, real world yeah. behavior. Right. Well, I think an important word that you use, Mark, is meta. Is, is when once you move into the meta, then I think um, uh, you're more, more likely, and with focused attention of, we'll say, of a challenging nature, sure. um, that you're, you're definitely heading down my continuum trademark pending uh, towards the harassment end. Yeah, I would, I would agree with that. So, was, well, go ahead, Mark. I'm sorry. No, go ahead. Well, I was going to say, one of, one of the things that I've been doing um, lately in Star Citizen Generally speaking, I don't go out looking for a fight. Um, that's not the kind of gameplay that I, I enjoy. Um, I like arena combat, you know, like we talked about earlier. Um, you know, if there's a fight that happens to be going on and, and I've got friends involved, I like to jump in. But generally speaking, I don't go out looking for fights. I don't go out looking for PvP engagements. But with that said, the way that the baby PU is set up right now with no penalties, um, with, uh, you know, very wild west, I go out looking for fights. Um, I do that to better myself as a pilot. Arena commander I find to be um, a little too chaotic, especially when it's free-for-all and it's just everyone's trying to kill everyone. I like going out and finding a pilot or two pilots and, and, and seeing what comes of that. I also am very keenly aware of not wanting to grief people. Um, you know, some of the things that we've encountered in Star Citizen is when you go to a data array and you go to turn the data array on, uh, somebody blows up your ship and then you're stranded there. That's no fun. Mm-hmm. Um, no. You know, same when you go to the security outpost. Someone will just take your ship out on the, on the dock, on the landing pad, and then they take off and they won't even land and engage in any, any sort of PvP combat on the station. Um, those things are kind of lame, and, and they are kind of a mild form of griefing because you're basically stuck there now until someone can come rescue you. Um, one of the things that I try and do with being keenly aware of that is I like to go out, um, and if I see somebody, I'll just fly around them. I'll shadow them. Um, I do this also partially to kind of help with my piloting skills. You know, If I can get behind someone and stay behind them and, and kind of ghost them and, and fly around them in circles and, and kind of see what comes of it. Um, sometimes that person might get spawned by pirates or by advocacy, and I'll actually help them defend them in that fight. Sometimes they'll start opening fire on me, and I'll, I'll engage in a fight. I'm like, okay, cool, it's on, let's do it. Um, but I always try and be respectful of the other players. I, I will basically fly up on you and be like, hey, friend, how you doing? Want to dance? 
but if they don't want to, then that's cool. Then they go on their way and they do their own thing. Um, so uh, in in the reality that we have in Star Citizen right now, um, it's a lot of fun to do that. You know, it's a lot of fun to get in your ship, go out, look for a fight and develop your skills either on the ground and in the uh, station or in the air. Okay, so what what if if that you but when you go out to turn off uh, the comma ray and the guy blows up your ship and you uh, come out and you have to um, you have to um, uh, suicide uh, to to go back to Port Rolisar and get another ship? What if he goes back there, follows you back out, and does that all night long? Just keeps waiting for you to go into a comma ray and then blows up your ship. Then you're starting to cross into uh, you're starting to cross over from griefing into harassment. Um, you know, if, if somebody is purposely going out of their way to ruin your gaming experience for the entire evening and beyond, you start crossing into harassment. There's lots of there's lots of it, like you shades said, it's a spe- of gray. Yeah, yeah it's there's a, a spectrum. spectrum of it. You know, I mean, you know, is is this person going to like uh, Market said earlier, friend you on Steam and start ruining all of your other games? That's a whole level of, of yeah. harassment that goes yeah, yeah. beyond just some jerkwad that wants to ruin your gameplay for whatever reason. Well, but if he goes around, if he just goes from Comoray to Comoray looking for, not necessarily for you, but just for anybody in that situation and blowing up their ship, then somehow that's a little bit... It's a little, it's a little griefy. You yeah, know what I mean? I wouldn't, yeah, I wouldn't say griefy. that's... Yeah, yeah I wouldn't say it's harassment. Maybe. I think the difference is, is that, is that the, uh, you know, the pain at that point is spread around. Right. It's not... By the virtue of it being several people, you may you may yeah, it's not as personal. Um, right. You get you're yeah. getting time to, to do your thing, and you may have a chance to escape in the meantime. Well, then it's but become if, the, if the per- yeah. Go ahead, sorry. At, at that point, the person is is targeting you specifically and following you and doing you know doing all sorts of things that are are unnecessary. Um, specific, of course, and, and and especially in scenarios where it's detrimental to them or to their team. Um, and, and the example that I used before, you know, I mean, like I said, if I'm flying my little beginner airplane and he comes, this guy comes and attacks me over and over and over again, he's not contributing to the the overall win uh, uh, characteristics for the rest of his team. He's hunting right. one guy who's, who's, who's obviously not contributing. Uh, it's taking up all of his time that he could be using doing other things that might uh, contribute to the win scenario. Uh, instead, he is he has found a target and latched onto it. Well, maybe he, maybe you're just his loadout test dummy. Yeah, I've, I've, that's possible. I think that's a great name well, for a band. Yeah, it is loadout test dummy. Band. I kind of like that. Yeah. yeah, I like that. But um, it, there's there's just there's a line that's crossed. Um, you that, know, it, yeah, I think there is a line that's crossed. The thing is too is it's yeah. very subjective. Yeah, it's absolutely. very much. Yeah, it's very much. Like there, said, it's very much context oriented. And there are people out there that are that are. Um, Hyper, the, I don't want to say care bears, but there are people that do fit that mold. I think it's it's kind of a lame term to call someone a care bear because they don't want to engage in PvP. Let me just say that. But there are people out there that are the extreme to the other end of the spectrum where they're involved in a game that does have PvP, but they're adamant to the point of anger if they have any involvement in it whatsoever. And it's like, you're playing a game that kind of lends itself towards PvP. You have to have some degree of, okay, there's going to be some PvP involved. Right. And again, 
I'm not talking about the mass, the, the, the majority of people that just want to have a PVE experience. I'm talking about the, the extreme end of the spectrum, just like the extreme end of the griefing spectrum. Um, I, I'll throw this out to the, to the old school players out there. Remember back in the day, uh, arcades, when you would sit, at, when you would actually go someplace to interact with people to play video games. Remember the kid that stood behind you going, hey, can I get your last man? Hey, can I get your last man? Hey, can I get your last oh man? Oh, my God. Hey, can I get your last man? Hey, can I get your last mm-hmm. man? Griefing, bordering on harassment. Yeah, yeah. Well, it, it became harassment when he was bigger than you, and he got your last. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, that, yeah. There you go. That's the difference between griefing and harassment. Griefing is that obnoxious little kid that keeps asking you for your last man. Harassment is the bully that walks over and goes, "I'm gonna take your last man." Yeah, and and does. <laughs> yeah. All right. So I, I think you know across the four of us, we can we can all say that it's never okay to harass another player or another group of players. No, don't. I think I the think golden rule. Yeah, and I think the golden rule is just don't be a Richard. Right. Richard is a lot of people's <laughs> names. So I, I I would say just go ahead and use use the other word. It's fine. <laughs> let's 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 not I mean we, we have we have a Richard in our in our organization in one of the a leadership role. John would be very upset if if I uh, used the nickname for Richard. I think it's okay to say don't be a dick. <gasps> well you're you know what? You're I'm the not boss man. It. I'm not dun, it. Dun, dun. If you make if you make the ruling, we're good with it. Yep. Yeah. So I, I, I believe one of the Flying Edlita brothers is a Richard, and I would hate for him to hear this and think that we were disparaging his fine name. His Fair fun, enough. I, I, do take, I do take offense when people refer to condoms as Jimmy Hats. That's fair enough. Uh, 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 <laughs> <laughs> wow. Derailed. I Wow. Derailed. All right, then. <laughs> Moving on. That's right. But well done, so, sir. Some cows are more sacred than others. It's true. So, okay, so harassment is bad, but what about griefing? Is griefing ever a good thing? Uh, You know what, and I think you mentioned a little bit in the notes here, I think, you know what, it can be, it can lend itself to, uh, you know, the the emergent gameplay where everyone starts ganging up on the guy that's running around saying killing people to comma raise. Things like that, yeah. or or uh, the guy that's over there with his level max level guy smacking the level one guys in the noob zone, you know, griefing griefing the griefers, griefing the harassers. Yeah. Now harassers, that's a whole different level because at that point you have to essentially stoop down to that person's level to get involved in it. I think. Well, um, if you spawn camp them, if we can agree that you know uh, light single play session spawn camping is griefing mm-hmm. um so what if everybody makes a an organized um, event out of uh, a, a known harasser when they ever they log in you spawn camp well the thing is like you know there there is something to be said for the the groups of players that that like to get together and go out and hunt other players um you know there it's a very very fine line you know, it's it, it, they could go out and a group of other people will band together and they'll get a fight on. And that could be a lot of fun. You know what I mean? Where, yeah, you are taking out the griefers or, or you're putting up a fight and that's what they want. You know, sometimes those guys just want to go out and have a good time and have a good fight. And but then, you know, and there's always, you know, a lot of smack talking. It's that's the case with with sports, you know, and all of that's kind of good when it's good natured. It's when it there's a line that's crossed and it's a very tough line to. Um, to be aware of if you don't care. Yeah, and you can't right. define well, it. It's not something yeah, well, you really can't. You really can't. It changes situation to situation. It's really yeah. just something you just, both parties have to just kind of almost, you almost have to walk up, you know, kind of walk up, size each other up, 
and you, you know someone throws out you know something relatively uh, relative you know in, in relative bad taste the other one comes back with something a little bit better and you got and now it's okay you know well and and, and I would say to Galip's question about whether our griefing can be a good thing in any case there are cases speaking of Eve online and I'm sure we'll probably see this in Star Citizen at some point where you do have groups that show up in uh, protected space and engage noobs or you know regular or beginner pilots but then also in the process spark massive engagements with the local security force don't you uh, dare steal my thunder do not steal my thunder <laughs> well I, I apologize then do not I, steal my thunder I can see the storm coming oh, <laughs> it's scary yeah so you wanna, I'm just uh, looking you forward to the you want to go ahead I'm just looking forward to the day when we have uh, uh, a, read a, the show notes ahead of time no. <laughs> I was just thinking in terms of Star Citizen, just pirates attacking like Terra. You have the UEE Navy uh, uh, responding in force. Imagine jumping into that sector and going, "Holy cow! What did well, I just walk into?" Pir- piracy yep. is a really good um, is a really good example of of the gray line. Piracy inherently is griefing. You're you're right. you're a pirate. You're going out. You're taking people's stuff. You're blowing up their ship. Excellent point. Ooh, I don't know. It, see, but I don't but, know if I would call that griefing. Because once again, it's like the hey, I go kill this guy and I get a little bit of XP well, for killing no, him. No, no, but no, no, I, I kill him twice. I, I don't. So why do you kill I, him twice? What I mean by that is I don't mean that in a in a literal file. You know, um, you right. know file a report. I mean in, to the care bear to to the bigger picture. A pirate beyond any game. A pirate is a griefer. He goes out and he looks for people to take their stuff from. So, in that respect, it is it is sanctioned griefing. And I think that when the game mechanic calls for it, and you're out in space, and a pirate a pirate group comes and takes your ship or blows your ship up or or you know whatever the, whatever a pirate feels like doing at the time, toying with you, that's not necessarily griefing. Um, now, if those pirates take down your name and actively go out and seek you everywhere you go just for the lulls, now you're starting to cross into actual griefing. Um, right. If they go to your Twitter account uh, and start saying nasty things about you, now you're crossing into harassment. But starting at the very, very earliest beginnings of, of that spectrum... A pirate is a griefer, and 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 again, I don't mean that in necessarily in a negative way. Even historically, that that you are going out and you're stealing people's stuff, you're griefing people, right? That, well, that's say, okay in the mechanic of Star Citizen and in the mechanic of a lot of games. Well, as I say, World of Warcraft, you know, if anyone who remembers playing WoW and and being in one of the large cities, you'd occasionally have enemy faction players uh, would storm the big cities. And of course, a lot of the, the a lot of the big early cities would have a lot of very early leveling zones in sort of like their suburbs, and so you'd have a group of eighty horde level uh, characters that would run through what amounted to like level five and level ten territory, killing everything that that was there, and that would spark a massive engagement. But to the people who are those level five or level ten people, they probably felt like they were being steamrolled and griefed. Even yep. if the larger the larger uh, context was, we're assaulting Stormwind. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's 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 a very very fine line. And and in my pirate analogy, I'm not using griefing as a negative. I'm just using it no. as a, as a point of fact. It's um, just right. on that continuum. Yeah. but it's it's not to the far left. Right. Exactly. Yeah. 
I would disagree Depending on that. On how you're looking at your radio. Yeah, I would disagree <laughs> on that. But I think I think the term gets lost a bit when you start kind of giving it such a broad definition. But I I, yeah. I, I mean I understand what you're saying. I think griefing implies a little bit of different action, uh, you know, towards the end of that spectrum. Uh, so where does if we're going to get if we're getting into I can't, the, I can't argue that point. Yeah, I mean, but I regardless, it's, I, it's I do understand a, what you're saying. Yeah. yeah, it's such a gray, nebulous. Context. It is, it is very yeah, context. Yeah, really context true. is key. Yeah, absolutely. Well, as it say absolutely. in that in that middle of that gray zone, where does ganking as an as a terminology as an as an activity stand? I think a gank. That's griefing. That's griefing. Really, I think a gank falls in there uh, uh, as the beginning of a potential grief. Yeah. Okay. Right. Sure. You know. Sure. I mean, if, 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 if it's allowed that, by the game mechanic, if, if we're know? talking a single gank, I would, and then and then a and then a you know and then a, a cease, ceasing of any other activities, I would just call that uh, you know playing the game. It happens. A, a ganking party. Yeah. yeah. A ganking party that that's all they do all night long is. is and see, at um, that point, then they're then then they run into the, you know order of, of griefing. If they're sitting around the same person, now they're wandering around an entire some yeah. some entire huge zone. Yeah, you know, a large play area where their numbers are a a small portion of the total populace of that area, then it's not such a big yeah. You know, then they are probably not. But once again, context is king. Yeah, exactly. absolutely. So so two two gankers in a starting zone with fifty uh, low level players. I, I, I call that emerging game. Play. I mean, I'm going to tell you the best fun I ever had. Was uh, trying to run through uh, servers went down in uh, WoW way back in the day. Can't remember when it was. Uh, and we took a bunch of gnomes. Everyone, so everyone got on a different server. This is before all the merging servers and all that other stuff. Uh, randomly, people just make characters on servers while they're waiting for the other servers to come back up. Right, whatever whatever one happened to be on. It's not your normal server. You don't really care. So we make it on a random server, and lo and behold, I probably had. A hundred people had just made level one gnomes on this one server. We all said, "Hey, let's go try to go. To, let's try to run to Undercity." Right? <laughs> I've done that. So <laughs> yeah, cool. we all just took cool. off and ran. I mean, by the time you get there, you're about level four. But as you're running there, things are dying off, and you're running into random guys, and you're all. I mean, you're doing like a raid encounter on like a level five. You know, cobalt in the middle. <laughs> of your, it would, middle it of would be an yeah. odd experience to Hol- turn a corner and see hilarious. like an army of gnomes running towards Gnome you. Like, Zerg. hilarious. What, okay, what am I seeing here? Just absolutely hilarious. Good time. And I actually left a guy. Uh, he's probably still on the server. Uh, I left him. I can't remember what his name is, but left him on the server uh, in the in the tunnels of Undercity. Actually, having made it there at level three, I think. So I'm really proud of myself, and I'll never move. But um, dead, obviously. He, I didn't res him. Um, but uh, you know that's yeah, I don't know that 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 kind of stuff. I mean, there there is emergent gameplay available in that. And if some you know high level guy had come through, I mean, at some point some of the higher level guys came through and just kind of just swathed through us. But with the PvP mechanics, you were still able to hit them. So at the time, even though you were lower level because it was PvP, you were able to hit them still. So even those tiny minuscule amounts of damage, dude had like fifty of us on him. So eventually, we ended up managing to kill one. <laughs> nice, you yeah. Know? yeah. So I a mean, pack of a, a pack of ankle biters. <laughs> right. So, so yeah. here's here's a here's a question to to pose. Um, what happens when you have a nemesis? When it's not, and again, this is these are it's such a fine line, you know. Um, for example, okay, uh, yeah, but in, define nemesis PV- first. Okay, so in, in a PvP game session, there's always that one person. You know what I mean? That that. You know, comes out of nowhere and gets you all the time, and so you're like, okay, it's on, and so you start looking for that person. Mm-hmm. You I know? think maybe and you've moved out of griefing and into combat again. Yeah, so so you're kind of going back into combat. But what happens when you take that out of an arena situation and put that into, say, a star citizen situation, where um, I'm a smuggler, right? 
and uh, I uh, I go out and I run into some pirates and they take my ship. They they humiliate me. They blow my ship up. They kill me. They shoot me out an airlock. I take down that pirate's name and I want revenge. And I start figuring out how how to plot revenge on that pirate group. How to take down that pirate group. And I enlist my friends to help me take down that pirate group. Now. I'm not really griefing them if I'm in the context of the game. I'm not doing nope. it as a personal vendetta, like I don't like this human being, but I want revenge on this pirate organization. But that can be taken as a form of harassment. So I feel like that is a not harassment. I don't think or, so. Or no. even griefing. You know what I mean? Like to I the griefing, maybe. I think it has to be very you once again, you have to be very careful about how you approach it. Hey right. guys, are you attacking I've got this these guy guys online? Just kill us. They took my blah 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 blah. They took my widgets. I want to get right. my widgets back, and they need to pay for it. Who's with me? Let's go. Okay. <laughs> they took my pants and shot me out the airlock naked. Right. That type of stuff is. I think that falls into the emerging gameplay type of stuff. Type of yeah. things like, oh, hey, mm-hmm. this is interesting. Let's do this. It gives everyone a rallying point. The pirates are expecting this to some extent. That's the reason yeah. they. You know, they expect some. They have to expect some kind of retaliation sometimes. So either a they find a way to um, essentially, uh, you know, kind of like a, do a fighting retreat to get away, or they, you know, plan on outnumbering you or swarming you, or their tactics, you know, are going better, however they manage to do it. They intend for this type of gameplay to be happening. I think that falls into the tacit agreement when they attack you. If you come back and get them, it's fine. Now, if you sit there and you, after you kill them, then you go and find their guys and continuously kill them again, or right that now you're crossing it. Now you're crossing that line, right? Yeah. I feel like well, this is a perfect position of discussing sort of the blend of in and out of gameplay behavior to, to move on to Gleep's uh, extra game discussion because that particular game is perfect for this that kind of behavior. Well, yeah, well, let's go through a so, couple yeah, of, what of happened, Gleep? Real, Bring the thunder. real life virtual world examples, if you will. Um, and uh, I'll run run through these real quick. I got I got two of them, and um, I'll I'll run through the particulars, and then uh, we'll uh, we'll toss it out for a few minutes of discussion. How's that? Compare sound? and contrast, maybe. Compare and contrast. Okay. I like it. All right. All right. <clears throat> so, excuse me. The first one um, is the Mobius incident in Elite Dangerous. Now. Uh, this has been going on, I, I think it started about a month ago. Um, it might have been a little bit longer, but anyway. Uh, members of Smiling Dog Crew, that's a group, uh, a, a gamer group, they infiltrated the self-proclaimed PvE group Mobius. Mobius is a self-described PvE group. And they murdered them a lot, repeatedly. Um, and uh, Smiling Dog Crew has also been accused of stream sniping and um, what we could, I think, generously say are out-of-game expressions of very poor taste. So stuff on YouTube, stuff on... I don't know if there's anything on Twitter. I know there were some videos on YouTube that were... Um, uh, there's uh, some Twitch streaming. Yeah, some, yeah, and some Twitch streaming also that was... Uh, that was not very not very nice, and um, uh, they may have thought it was clever, but I think that most people would just say it was uh, poor taste. Now, um, Mobius uh, complained to Frontier, the developers of Elite Dangerous, and um, their uh, sort of a, a generalized response from Frontier. They said, um, ultimately, it's and I'm par- I'm taking uh, I'm paraphrasing and uh, taking a paragraph out of the middle of their response. Ultimately, it's about context. The support team can and will review these kinds of offenses and will be taking action against accounts that set their entire purpose on harassing players and groups in this way. 
They are currently investigating a number of incidents and will be dealing directly with any parties involved. So um, I think that's good, you know, that they are um, taking responsibility for um, uh, 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 making sure that people aren't abusing the game. Uh, but, and, you know, unfortunately for, for folks that want, want to uh, receive uh, uh, justice, um, they're not going to tell you who, if anybody, they've banned. You know, that's that's, that's not going to be... Uh, uh, no so there schadenfreude won't be that, there. Yeah, there's going to be no satisfaction of, you know, oh, so they, you know, they gave it to those guys. There may be, now, there may so be justice, it, but there will be no vengeance. Is that what we're saying? Ooh, I like that. Um, so it's unclear um, if, if any of these guys from Smiling Dog Crew have been banned over any of this. And, um, uh, and like I said, we don't know uh, what uh, Frontier is going to find. They may, you know... And this is a huge, a huge jump, but for the, the purposes of our conversation, assuming they're looking at something like Gleep's uh, soon-to-be-trademarked uh, PGH continuum, um, they may find that this behavior is... They may completely discount or disregard the behavior out of game and say that, you know, that's entirely outside of our purview. So we're not going to consider any of that as far as um, how these... these uh, uh, folks are behaving or uh, the complaint what we will address is what's been going on in game and so um, we don't know how how they how they're going to qualify that there's there's not a whole lot of transparency there I'm not saying there should be but you know it would be nice maybe if there was so um, we may never know but and I thought that this was really interesting um, a rival group to smiling dog uh, crew a rival group in the game called the 13th Legion. Uh, their leader, a gentleman named Bruce Herman, also known as Commander Nightshady, he says that Smiling Dog Crew's antics are good for the game. They spark, and this is a quote, they spark group war, for example. The good guys in this case, 13th Legion, versus the bad guys, Smiling Dog Crew. Love them or hate them, Smiling Dog Crew spices up Elite Dangerous. They make what some consider to be a pedestrian game interesting. Now let me let me so, ask you though, just really quick to put into context, because I don't mm-hmm. understand Elite Dangerous all that well. But didn't this this group this this corporation uh, weren't they on like their own like server or like a PVE yep. server? And didn't Smiling Dog like infiltrate that Not server? Not their own server. Not their own server. They a had private their server. Own, a private group, which right? Does okay. Not, which okay. does not. Um, so you have to be invited to play in the group. It's a separate right. instance, for all intents and purposes. Yes. It's a separate yeah. instance of the universe. So yeah. right. So they so they basically so Smiling Dog Dog basically infiltrated this private instance, if you will, um, and went after the players that are PVE players, killed them, and then once the they were found out. They were banned, but then rejoined under different names so that they can continue killing them, right? Correct. I believe that's correct, yeah. Yeah, that that's kind of pushed in a little bit. Um, I, I also, as I understand it, Smiling Dog also uh, interrupted um, a, a couple of uh, streams for charity. And when you yes. lose your ship in, in ED, that's like a time sink, right? Like, that sets you back a ways. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so yeah, you you respawn back at another base. You got to re-outfit your stuff, I and mean, then all that time that maybe you might have been doing other things, you are now spending to get yourself back on your feet. Well, you also lose a, a fair amount of money too. That right. too. So so putting this onto the 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 spectrum, if you will, there's there's a, a a player that that decides to do a stream for charity. The this particular organization, this group, Smiling Dog, sees that that this person is streaming this content, logs in. 
goes after them and blows up their ship just so that they basically will ruin their stream and effectively end their whatever it was they were the the campaign the fundraising campaign they were trying to do kind of a dick move yeah yeah i i, I don't think anyone would argue that it's not and I, I i don't think they argue that it isn't either i but i think that they that they um they say that so what it's a dick move so what well, yeah. grow well, up, I guess. Yeah, that's you know what you know what it is. <laughs> Learn like, manners. You know, yeah, it, it's. I think it, it speaks to the fact that you know I don't care. I'm going to ruin your game experience, and that's not cool. Period. Yeah, you know what that, I mean. Yeah. It's like I, I don't care how you feel. I'm going to do what I want to do because that's what I want to do. That that has been a a, a mantra it's a for a lot attitude. of people. It's a selfish attitude, and it's been a mantra for a lot of people for a lot of years for a lot of different scenarios, and it just happens to be that we're talking about that in gaming. And me personally, um, my my wife has a has a, a statement that she says to, to people in general, and it's just be a good human. And I live mm-hmm. by that philosophy of being a good human, of respecting other people, of respecting other people's space. And mm-hmm. so I can't get behind that. I can't get behind a statement of I do what I want when I want and I don't care about what you're doing. It's not cool. Right. You know, is it going to okay. change? No, but it's but, not cool. No, it's not. I, I think we're all in agreement. But do they bring content to the game? No. I feel no. like I feel like that's a straw man argument. That sort of behavior pushes people away. Yep. Hmm. It pushes, okay, it pushes pick, away the... I'll, I'll take the devil's advocate on this one uh you know there is a point where you re- where you reach the the uh you reach a point or there are some instances where literally there's really no gameplay added okay yeah mm-hmm. um you know the you following someone around on let's say let's say it wasn't a, sh- a, a twitch stream okay you have someone that's in a twitch stream first off you have people that are probably interested in playing that game already when they fa- found out that they're that their favorite Favorite wow, I can't speak. When their favorite Twitch streamer a favorite Twitch gets, gets ganked <laughs> in his grief, right? Gets ganked. Oh my God. Mark, Mark's been ganked. Ugh. Gets <laughs> gets ganked in the game during the stream. Uh it causes, you know, whatever happens, their charity fund drive, whatever, to uh to, to be derailed. Uh what you have is potentially a lot of gamers logging in to go find that guy and kill him. All Maybe. Right? Which does does give gameplay value potentially? Okay, this is a potential I, scenario. I or, can't say this is what potentially, happened. or potentially those people watching that game for the first time are like, nope, not for me. Also possible. Yeah. It's a, but it's a risk you take. Well, on the other hand, you got to remember if people are watching the stream and watching this person play the game. More than likely, they're interested in the game. Well, okay, so okay, so, we, so let me, I will I will play advocate devil advocate back in response to that. So you have X streamer doing X thing. Can you have more than one devil? No, I think this would be more. <laughs> Anyway, go ahead. I'm following you. Angels, 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 advocate. Angels advocate. There you go. Uh, so you have X gamer doing X thing on on streaming, and now if that person were left alone to do their thing, you'd have people watching him doing his thing. People who who were watching it would go, "Yeah, that that's cool to me," or "I don't, I don't That's not something that interests me." Either or. But when you inject behavior that's detrimental, like like they destroy that that guy's ship or they, mm-hmm. they they cause that problem that's that is is uh un- unnecessarily cruel maybe in, in service especially if, especially if it's a charity but um and i think it 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 promotes a negative interest in playing the game not necessarily a positive it's not because i want to add content or because i i want to play with these people it's ooh 
I want to ruin that guy's day now. Right, exactly. Well, I think that's what it comes down to. It's, I want to ruin that guy's day. And if it's a large enough thing, I think, if it's a large enough group of people doing it to something else, I think you have a chance to uh, do that. Jimmy, that's your fault. You keep talking. <laughs> uh, so he was just noting the time that we've been going on. Fourth so, wall. Yeah, right there. Anyway. Hey, somebody's uh, got to be the timekeeper. Right. Well, no, but what I would like to say is that uh, what it is, is, is it's a matter of, you know, everyone does, it, there is a point where everyone does like the villain. It gives someone to rally against. It does mm-hmm. allow you to have, and if, if the game does not provide that, if you, it, mm-hmm. and it does allow for players to take that role, I don't think that's terribly, uh, I, I think there, there can be a place for that. It's, so let's, it's, a, it's a really tough call because it it's is. like it, on the on the one hand, somebody somebody griefing somebody could start an amazing great war where everyone gets involved and everyone and then that griefing actually turned into a good thing. And then there's other times when a griefer just ruins somebody's gameplay, and it's the exact same situation. Okay, people uh, go away going no right. thanks. Then we'll, it's, then, it's really tough. Then let me put let me let me let me put this into perspective uh, for a segue into the next part. How about that griefer? It really where where that that line is drawn, where it adds gameplay, is if there are two sides to it. If if that group that's doing the griefing is large enough, that it allows people to then allows the other side, the people that are going against them, to really band together and form what amounts to you know a global war against two two different sides. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm I think, um, and I want like to point out, I'm going to put links to the show notes in here. I Please do not do not uh, uh, hear the uh, um, opinions expressed here and think that that is the complete story. Because as Mark just mentioned, there are there are at least two sides to every story, and within each side there are multiple perspectives. So, um, you know, I'm just reporting what was read in articles, which I will post links to. Please make up your own mind about this stuff. We're just we're discussing this for the conversation. Yeah, there's and there's there's no answer. We're, I don't think that I don't think any of us went into this expecting to find some resolution. There's really no answer. It's always been the case. It always will be the case. And I think for me, I think every individual has to ask that question to themselves uh, on a personal level. And some people just don't care. And I think at the end of the day, um, you know, personally, I try and respect other people's gameplay. Other people don't. And that's just a reality. I heard I heard it put. Um, I mean, I heard the the Dick perspective uh, put rather succinctly um, one time, where the individual said, "I'm not out to ruin the game. I'm out to ruin your game." <laughs> wow, Lovely. that's awfully personal. Yeah, yeah. That's when you know yeah. So that's that's when you go into harassment. P.S. Yeah, by the way, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. So anyway, I I to sort of round out this first example. I think uh, Commander Nightshady has a point, but. You know, um, and um, but I, I hear what you guys are saying, and I'm not saying I disagree. Um, but that second point, and we mentioned it at the top of the show, World War B, which is going on in Eve Online right now. It's it's called a couple of things, I, I, and I think we're early enough on in the conflict where the respective sides are are even arguing over what to call it. So um, I just like World War B because it it, it sounds. It's catchy. Let's be honest. It's it's catchy. Ca- it's catchy. It is catchy. Yeah, exactly. I gotta say, the other term that's often used, which is the uh, the Great Northern War, sounds like a World War One era conflict. Either either that or a Game of Thrones reference. Yeah, so, the Great know, Northern yeah. War. Yeah, yeah, winter is coming. Um, so anyway, um, I think we've all heard about the goons. 
Um, and uh, be they famous or infamous, they are certainly a thing in online gaming. And they have been in EVE for more than a dozen years. So EVE started in 2003. They have been in, their, in the game uh, since shortly after it started. Um, they have roots in the Something Awful website forums. I don't know if you guys are aware of that website, but Something yep. Awful has been around since 1999 and is credited by some as being a significant influence upon early internet culture. So um, it's an interesting thing to kind of check, you know, from a historic, historical Yeah, that's, that's actually a very interesting theory. Yeah. Um, uh, but about the goons, I think it's safe to say, you know, they bring, they bring salty. You know, it's, you know, whether it's them um, or whether it's reactions to them that other people have, um, uh, they, they are, they, they, people have an opinion about them one way or another. Okay, you said um, so They bring salty. Bring, salty. <laughs> bring a, the salty. Yeah, that is a great, uh, that's a great fantastic, That's a fantastic term. I'm going to use that. It's porridge. It's porridge. <laughs> yeah. Have you ever put salt on porridge? It's actually pretty good. Really? A little bit. Huh. Just a little bit. Okay, so now, as I understand it, and again, I'm going to post links to the articles that I, I read uh, to, in constructing the, uh, the outline for these conversations. Um, in EVE, uh, Goon Swarm Federation is the major group within the Imperium Alliance, and the Imperium Alliance is the current target of the Money Badger Coalition. I, I love the names yeah. of these groups. Mm-hmm. And these guys, you can tell these guys work hard at these. It shows. Yeah, yeah. It really does show. Um, and uh, it's the, the ongoing Great Northern War. Um, and one could argue that, uh, that the um, um, Goon Swarm, the Imperium, are wearing the black hats and that uh, the, uh, the other guys uh, are the good guys. They're wearing the white hats. Um, but absolutely, in reality, it's not that simple. Um, so definitely read the articles, check it out. But my point is here that without question, there are grudges and there is animosity um, years and years old, uh, years old and years in the making between these groups. So this this war um, is going on between groups of real live players, literally thousands, thousands and thousands of these guys, and um, and, and some gals too, uh, and players who are interacting with each other both inside and outside of the game environment. So Eve is sort of notorious or famous or notorious for its meta. Because the game itself, in the, especially in the early days, didn't provide a mechanic for um, uh, for the organization that needed to happen uh, to conduct these huge battles. So the ships were there, but the communication infrastructure was not there. So that that kind of developed outside of the game in tandem with the game. So it's it's a really interesting thing. There's a, a book out right now. Uh, let me let me mention it right now before I forget. Um, Andrew Groen, um, uh, and it's called Empires of Eve, and it's a compelling retelling of major events in the game uh, from the game's inception in 2003 through the Second Great War in 2009. It just came out um, uh, last month, um, and it's uh, so it's. Uh, I had very little knowledge of what goes on in Eve uh, prior to um, uh, to my you know a friend of mine just mentioned, hey, have you have you seen about uh, this thing that's going on in Eve, this this war, and I said. Oh, Oh, you mean that thing that happened a couple of years ago? And he goes, "No, no, it's going on now." So, anyway, I ended up uh, ended up uh, looking a few things up and, and getting really intrigued by it. So, but that aside, um, uh, the point is that there's there is these these grudges, and there are these uh, there is this bad blood between these groups, and um, all of this has set the stage for just some incredibly rich emergent gameplay. 
I mean, and it, it's this war, which I think um, I listen. I've been listening to a couple of Eve podcasts, and uh, one that came out within the last couple of days. It sounds like. Uh, the war has sort of reached a, a lull for the moment. I mean, there have been two major battles involving hundreds and hundreds of ships. I think actually the first battle, there was uh, over 5,000 ships involved, um, which means 5,000 players. Um, and uh, there's been another major battle since then, but now there's a lot of strategy, a lot of, uh, of planning, and uh, these, these, these organizations, that were not, they're not the corporations are within alliances. Uh, the management structures within these groups and all of the work that goes into organizing, um, you know, plans and responses and, and everything is just, it's astounding how complex and how rich it is. So, um, what do you guys think about that? I mean, I mean, is this, I mean, and there's, I think that there has been bad behavior, what we could call griefing, between all of these groups that has been going on for years and years and years, and you could argue that it has led to this. Well, so, I, like I, I said, I, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, this goes back to Mark's point, you know, where, where it is emergent gameplay, um, you know, and it's tough, it's tough to argue that, you know, uh, the, the bad guy, uh, l- listen, uh, Every one of these games would be boring if there were no bad guys, and you know you got to be a bad guy if you're going to be a bad guy. So mm-hmm. I don't know. I like I like my walking simulators. It's <laughs> but <laughs> it's just it's just it's just such a fine line, and it's really tough to figure out where that line is. You know, I like mm-hmm. the idea. For me personally, in Star Citizen, I like the idea of pirates coming after me. I like the idea of the advocacy coming after me. I like the idea of playing cat and mouse. I understand that there will be a risk of me being caught. Uh, you know, that there are bad guys out there, um, like that YouTube video where the guys were actively hunting the constellations. That Those people are going to be part of the verse. Me personally, I think that's great because it brings that universe to life. You've got bad mm-hmm. guys out there. Um, you know, I personally don't want to be harassed you know, I don't want mm-hmm. it to, to cross over into something that's ugly, um, you know, but I, I look forward to that kind of emergent gameplay. So it, it's just, it's hard, man. It's it's hard to figure out, you know, where that line is. It's just, it's just Well, I, I feel like the, the big difference that is important to mention here, again, is that is that idea of context. When you play Eve, if you've heard these stories and you know some of this, you, you are tacitly agreeing to the typical conduct that is expected in a game like Eve. Kind of like going into NullSec or, or going right, into right, a, a exactly. unsecured like, space in Star Citizen. Right. It's it's If you've heard this stuff and you know what the... And, and by this point, I feel like anyone who's got into Eve has, has, at least to some extent, done so because of they've heard the stories and they know about sort of the, the, the ethos of what that game is like, for the most part. There are probably there are going to be edge cases where that's not going to be the scenario, but for the most part. And I feel mm-hmm. like in those scenarios then you know that, yeah, if you go into the wrong parts of space or if you're a low-level character, there is a chance you may get killed just by some bored, high-level guy who sees you. I mean, but that's the, the, the world of EVE and the way that it's played. I also think it's important to mention that of, of all the games, one thing that, this, that EVE does is that they have mastered the art of intrigue in a way that you just don't see in a lot of other games backstabbing well, that, that's, and that's sort of deal making yeah that's yeah. the meta that's the meta stuff going on the other thing too to keep in mind is it kind of brings back the other point that i was trying to make before is that it, there is a a consideration of scale you need to keep in mind uh the scale with which these people are saying that these fights develop 
between these two groups, you're talking thousands of players in each mm-hmm. group, and then on top of the groups they then ally themselves with. Uh, it's not just a single player, right? And they're all signing one, and they're all signing on. Correct. For this. They're all signing on for this. Now, oh. now, don't get me wrong. Yeah. The people that were being attacked probably weren't signing on for 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 going into an all-out war. Right. You know, some of them may not. I mean, I would, I would argue probably there are quite a few of them that weren't, but that, then they left. You know what I mean? And these guys aren't going after the people that left, you know, that left or switched sides or whatever. You know what I mean? It's not. Uh, it's it, so I think there's something to be said about that too. That you can walk away from it um, within the game context. I mean, well, the Eve um, universe is pretty darn big. Yeah. If I remember the map size yeah, correctly, so, so if you don't want to be engaged in a war, jump a couple of systems away and do your own thing. Exactly, and that's what it is. You're. It's really a matter of your. You are affiliating yourself with a group. If you want to stay to within do that, that group, thing. you know, with the corporation. Mm-hmm. If you want to stay with the corporation, you got to participate in the in you know what they do. Well, then, and, but then it but then it goes back to you know what happened with elite dangerous what happens when you're a pve organization that is not interested in pvp and you're infiltrated by people that um that are that basically go out and kill your kill kill your 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 characters or destroy your ships uh then they are booted from that organization or whatever they call it in ed and uh, they join again and go back and do it again. So, you know, well, there, there's also that level of consent to consider, too. Sure. Well, I'll give you an example for the, for the, uh, for, uh, the, the uh, Eve portion we didn't speak, Gleep didn't mention, was the part of the, uh, uh, the couple of people. I, I can't remember the exact names. I have to apologize for that. But it was the zombie, the, the two zombie uh, uh, names. Uh, I can't remember the zombie squad or whatever they were called. Widget and uh, what was the other one? Sort of the B. Anyway, I'll post links to that. Anyway, yeah. it's a fascinating. It is. Article. It's actually very interesting. But that whole thing was these people were founders of this casino type of thing they, they developed for using just ISK, the the, the Eve you know generated or the the, the Eve currency, and uh, you know they've been founding members, they've been administrators in this, and then at one point their group uh, had decided to uh, to what, what amounts to. Uh, Essentially, steal the funds or embezzle a lot of the money away from yeah. from yeah. the actual guys. So, this was a meta game. This is all outside of Eve that they're doing this. This this, this casino thing is essentially played with Eve money in the casino in, in a casino website. Okay, mm-hmm. so you can't you, you can't exchange Pretend, it for real money. Casino. Yeah. yeah, there's no exchanging for real money, so it's not real currency. It's all in game currency, but it's. It's still current, you know. It's still currency for the game. So these people then embezzled all these funds and took a bunch of money off and ran off. The question is: Is it is that does that is that harassment? I mean, really, it's outside the game. It's a meta, you know. It's, it's the whole meta situation in that game. But Eve is so unique. It is unique mm-hmm. in the fact that it has that meta gaming is almost part of the game. You know what I mean? Well, and, well, you, hear, and that, you hear the you know we talked earlier about about when you hear stories like this and wonder or not you it attracts interest in the game. And I I probably will never play Eve because the control style is not my st- my cup of tea. But whenever I hear stories about like a giant heist where one guy smuggled thousands and thousands of in-game money from another group and defected, I'm like that is so cool to hear about. Billions or, and billions. Thanks, Carl Sagan. Uh, of, of ISK <laughs> is, is, what, is what these people took. Millions and, upon billions. And, and in, in answer to what, you know, is it harassment? Well, I don't know. The, the banker 
the the money guys that they that they supposedly stole this money from, they went out and invested. I think the total I heard today was something like ten trillion isk in hiring mercenaries to initiate this war. Right, and the thing is too is is the the, the zombie group. I once again can't remember the name. Uh, were targeted by this group. They're the Monkey Monkey Alliance. Yeah, something no, that's like right. That. Yeah, yeah. They were targeted. SMA, I can't remember what was the... Anyway, it doesn't really matter. Uh, yeah, they were actually targeted then by this group, by the uh, the perpetrators of the of the war, the ones that started it, um, as part of this, as part of also attacking the Goon Squad and those other guys. So it wasn't just... You know, he got back at them in-game, and he developed a way to do it, you know, as such. So it's very interesting that they they take what is arguably very much a not in game problem, stealing the the isk from from the casino website they'd all set up, and kept it in the game. You know, and I think mm-hmm. that actually, to to be honest with you, that actually shows a level of maturity. I think oh, definitely. that a lot of games lack, and a lot of a lot of times things lack because it would. In your standard gamer terminology, what would happen is this guy would freak out and he'd start plastering all kinds of crazy stuff all over everyone's YouTube channels and, uh, you know, have his guys... Don't trust these you know, guys. They're terrible. Exactly. Right, that type right. of and he very well may have. I know there's a lot of propaganda going back and forth within those. I don't know how that all played out and what they did regarding to that. But I think that they did initiate this war and kind of set up this type of stuff to where it's in-game. They were all kind of going after these groups and, you know, in and of it you know it kept it kind of you brought it back into the game is a very interesting way of, of dealing with that type of problem and the nice thing i do like about you know, the eve situation is they give you an avenue for doing that you know they basically you know mm-hmm. dropped it in the player's laps and said look it's all open you guys do what you want you know you figure out how to deal with this the whole economy is player driven so it's interesting to see you know we'll probably never see that with star citizen in terms of that scale just who knows? I, I hope I hope we do. Well, I think well, I, I think yeah. because there isn't a player-driven economy to back it, I think yeah, that's no, Chris, where it'll be. Chris has made it abundantly clear that he wants to keep the reins on the economy, yeah, which is fine. There, I think there's a lot of possibility with Star Citizen, but what he's doing is he's saying, "Look, I don't want it to get to this level." Yeah. Well, even that, even with even where the the larger economy is stable, you can still have groups yeah, have been I mean, embezzled it, it's from not or about, stolen. Right, it's not about the structure of the economy; it's about the the amount of money in the game. Sure, no, and don't get me wrong. Well, what I'm saying is, is you know, they have had essentially the players have essentially taken over. I mean, for all intents and purposes, the players own every single sector. Okay. Uh, in, in terms no, of, that's that's not true. They're not, they're not allowed to own. Uh, players are not allowed to own stuff except in uh, low sec. Uh, areas. Well, I don't mean they own it. I mean they essentially control it. I guess is that well, fair the, enough the to say? The economy is controlled in Eve, certainly by players. Right, it's yeah. dominated by which, players. Which in yeah. turn, yeah, which in turn the the players control Eve. Mm, yeah, yeah, okay. I mean, uh, I mean, if I'm wrong, by all means, let me know. It's I've been only been long playing for three weeks, so I can't uh, speak to it too uh, authoritatively. Yeah, yeah same I played here. years I ago. I think the story is really yeah. cool. All Maybe we only play some more. Maybe that's what we need. We should yeah, go totally. grab Johnny and Vendus and have them up here and explain it to us. But anyway. Maybe this is a terrible thing for us to talk about in detail. <laughs> I think it's really important, though, that I mention that the Those Guys with Ships Corporation in EVE has not yet been approached by either side to join the war. Are so, you campaigning to get approached by the... I, well, I think that's what I just did, Ace. There's, there's <laughs> three of you. You're, you're yes. not really much of an armada. We're a mining concern, sir. Oh, hey, well, every that's little bit perfect helps. to recruit for a war. 
Don't you remember, you know, the <laughs> World War II stuff. posters, hey. kids bringing in the bottle caps, things like that? You know, every yeah, little man. bit helps, okay? Gotta, you know, <laughs> okay, fair Gloucester, enough. Gloucester's got to build their Spitfire for the war effort. Exactly. But anyway, I think, I think the point of the matter is, is that it's uh, the whole griefing, harassment, such continuum. This one is one of those things that's actually so big and so complex. I don't think it really, it really, really you can't even, it's not really even on the scale. I don't think you can put it on the It's bigger than any one player and bigger than any one group of players. It is. Totally. It's imagine, you know, essentially, even if, even if you aren't a part of, 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 of it, I think it probably incorporates enough of the, uh, the player base regular player base I would imagine at least uh, judging by the number of groups involved and kind of I was looking at the numbers of players uh, it's a chunk I mean it's, it's a good chunk of the uh, you know mm. the player base is involved in some way in this so mm. I think in that regard it's a good thing and I think that uh, I, I, I hope I mean I don't get me wrong guys I hope that uh, Star Citizen ends up with this kind of, of um, me too you know if it doesn't end up with this type of thing specifically I hope it ends up with this kind of passion yep well, you know, and the one thing, the last sort of the last thing, and, I, and this is something I definitely hope uh, we end up with in Star Citizen, is uh, the leader of the Goon Swarm Federation is uh, a player named the Matani. And um, he is like a real guy. He's a real guy, and he is, to Eve, a supervillain. So I really like that, you know, basically you have the Joker in game, in, the, in this game universe, but it's a real guy. It's a real guy that you know has a wife and lives in a house, and um, uh, he used to. Um, I found an article in the Wall Street Journal about him. He used to be a corporate lawyer in Washington D.C. Now he's making a living playing Eve, and um, it's uh, but not the game itself, but uh, in stuff outside. He has a website uh, um, that uh, I'll post a link to. But I just, you know, I just, it makes it that much more interesting to me that there's actually like a real guy that is, you know, we're going to have the Vandal. There's not going to be a real, I mean, it's like, hey, I killed the, the boss Vandal. You know, it's like, you know, I like Andy Circus. I don't want to kill all the Vandal. <laughs> um, but, you know, that, that there are real people. And when you read the article about the who's who in game, remember that these are all people. These are all people, and they're notorious in this game universe now. They are personalities, but at the end of the day, they're players kind of just like you and I. Well, I think through the course of this podcast, you're going to find that the listener is going to find that there's there's a lot of um, uh, inconsistencies with all of our statements. And, and I think that it goes back to the original statement in that there is a spectrum that, that you kind of go on from PvP to griefing to harassment. Um, and we, I think that we're all in agreement that we all want emergent gameplay. You, you, you need those bad guys. You need people to, you know, the, the game's going to be very stale if everyone's a good guy, if everyone's a white hat. Um, so trying to balance that, you know, from PvP to, to griefing and even some forms of griefing, you know, help drive that, help uh, push the game beyond it just being a game to it being a thriving universe. Um, everybody has to answer that question for themselves. Yeah. Well, um, um, uh, Mark just fell asleep. So um, uh, we... Yeah. What? Who? Yeah, we're an hour 13. We're, yeah, so um, uh, we're going we're gonna to call it here. Um, um, I, um, you know, I'm not surprised we went even longer than we did the, the first time we tried this. Do you want to tell everyone what our manifesto is? Let's not screw it up this time. Real quick, though. Just so it, 
just so okay. people understand yeah, where let, we're coming let me from. Read through our manifesto real quick. Um, our only requirement is that people be respectful of the group and behave appropriately when within earshot of others. We expect people to not use membership in the group for disingenuous purposes. Though we endorse playing any of the roles explicitly supported by the game's rules and mechanics, that those guys with ship's organization is not intended to be an exploitable in fiction enterprise. That our our manifesto on why we are here is inconsistent with a lot of these scenarios that we are uh, discussing. How we are going to reconcile that when the game actually goes live, that's um, that's to be determined, and and that's part of the reason why I wanted to bring this up, and that's part of the reason why I'm playing Eve too. Is I'm hoping to get some exposure to these large organizations and kind of get an idea of how it is that we can make ours work for all of the the folks that we want to play with. Here, here. Yeah. Well, it makes sense. I mean, you got to start somewhere. And I think this is a good point in which it says that, you know, it gives you an idea of kind of what kind of people we're looking for. And I think you've done a really good job, and those people have just kind of shown up. Absolutely. Yeah. And, we, and we need to honor that yeah. as an organization. We don't, you know, we, we, you know, there's already a Goon Swarm Federation in Star Citizen, I checked. Wow. <laughs> oh, that's yeah. not surprising. They have two members. <laughs> so uh, they're, they're, they're either nothing to do with the actual goon swarm or um they're just like a scouting party i guess i don't know but anyway so anyway we're not that and and i and i'm not saying that like you know we're not that i mean i'm just saying that that's you know that's just not that's our not that's the, not our jam that, yep, that's, that's not, our not jam. the reason we started this that's not and and so please understand that we have no intention of becoming anything other than what we've uh uh, tried to be to this point, uh, but I do. I think we we want to uh, to live, play, and thrive in this universe. So I think it's important for us to understand the pond we're going to be swimming in. So, oh, I agree. That's what I'm thinking. So anyway, um, we got uh, new members. We're we're um, uh, we're we just don't have time to go through it all. We will do it next time. So apologize again for that. Uh, but um, uh, we did want to have this conversation uh, just because it was so much fun last time, and I'm, gl- I'm kind of glad we got the chance to have it a second time. Oh, for heaven's sakes, it occurred to me that in the course of all of this, I did not get a chance to talk about the rift. <laughs> we got so involved. Oh, man. Well, oh, let's well. talk um, next, next show. Let's talk about uh, peripherals because I've, uh, I've got peripheral, peripheral talks as well. You heard it here ben first. Ben, I apologize. Peripheral yeah, day. We, we, will get, we will get to all the things, we promise. So... Until then, uh, please do go to Engine.com. They are the quick, easy, and free solution for hosting your community website. That's E-N-J-I-N.com. Be sure to check out Star Citizen The Base Radio at radio.starcitizenbase.com, where you can find a rebroadcast of one of our shows every Saturday afternoon. You can reach the podcast email at comms at versecast.org. On Twitter, we are at versecast. Be sure to use the hashtag TGWS. Our RSI Star Citizen organization can be found at robertspaceindustries.com slash org slash firstcast. Go there. You can see our history manifesto and charter. So um, you, can, you can read up about uh, what we're about uh, there. So um, uh, please do do that. Please upvote us on the RSI Community Hub and in the podcast and deep space radar sections. Links are in the show notes. On Steam, we are those guys with ships. And please do be sure to check out our gaming community website. It is versecast.org. And in case you didn't know, the show is now available on Google Play Music. You can get it on the Google Play Music app for Android, iPhone, and on the interwebs for your computer. And, surprise, surprise, your progress for each episode is synced across all them platforms. How cool is that? Thank you, Jonto, for making that magic happen. Who the man? He the man. 
Say goodnight, Gracie. My name is Gleep, and all my contact information is in the show notes. Jimmy, where can the fine folks find you? Well, all my contact info is uh, in the show notes as well, but you can find me most chatty over at Twitter, at Jimmy Croker. And uh, every Thursday night, uh, 9 p.m. PST, and Saturday, 1 p.m. PST, you can catch me on the bass doing my show, Quantum Drive. It's a combination of lore and music, and uh, yeah. I'm Ace Azamine. You can find my contact information in the show notes. Um, I'm perhaps most uh, prominent on Steam as uh, Ace Azamine, um, or uh, my handle's Delando87. Um, man, bring it home, Mark. Bring it home. Oh, man. Oh, here we go. Mark, Mark, Mark. Whew. Okay. First off, uh, I would like to thank Jonto for getting my email set up at versecast.org. You can reach me at Mark, that's M-A-R-K, at versecast.org. Secondly, I'd like to offer you a chance to (laughs) be a part of a very special moment for me. Uh, It's our brand new opening of Mark's Bronto Burgers Express, uh, where we sell Brontosaurus (laughs) burgers at low, low prices. Keep in mind, you can get your special Bronto sauce for free for the next 30 days, as long as you bring in your grandmother. That's right, and yes, you do have to leave her there, kid. As these Bronto burgers don't make themselves. All right, well, take away, gentlemen. That's all I got for this evening. <laughs> we need, Someone's we need been playing to, a lot of you Tired out before we start recording every week. <laughs> <laughs> it's not easy, man. That was, I was, I mean, literally thirty seconds ago, I came up with that. Just saying, you, you are the man. All right. Well, uh, thanks, guys. Uh, good show. Um, until next time, then we are those guys with ships, and this has been our community podcast. See you guys. It's over. Adios. Mark, I have a question. I have a question for you, Mark. Yeah, with that. Um, so, with with this Brontosaurus burger uh-huh. um, sauce, do they juice your grandmother, or do they use your grandmother for the meat? Uh, it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's you know surprising. Uh, grandmothers don't have much meat involved typically, <laughs> so it's juice. So it's mainly a juicing process. Yes, um, yeah, but you know, we we really go with the flow. No pun intended. I thought she was working in the kitchen. Awkward. What? Apparently not. What? They're use- yeah, they use the juicers. What did you guys think I was talking about? <laughs> you're grinding up my nana. No, no, just juicing them. She's just working on the juicer. She's a juicer. No? And, and and now I'm picturing Grandma uh, pushing pushing you know eighty pounds on a, on a bench lift. She's juicing. <laughs> She's juicing. She's juicing. <laughs> She's juicing. Do, you, do you even lift, Junior? Get over here and spot for Granny. Oh. <laughs> Hey, <laughs> come over and spot for granny. <laughs> Sweet baby Jesus. 